podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. testing. Andy, did it pass your test? It did. Do you not sound as loud as me? No, well, you I mean, aren't I as boomy like as I could be. Right. I, I mean, oh. just be me experience. I brought you back up. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. That's good. Feel better? I have, I have a subtler touch with my uh, Jesus Christ. With my voice. Here he goes again with a subtle touch. Uh, just, this is know. an Andy diatribe that happens once every three days. He well, talks about his us, subtle touch. Some of us, uh, you know, uh, like to use a giant hammer and some of us uh, use a scalpel. That's oh. all. It's, oh, wait, so you're using a cutting utensil, <laughs> whereas someone's using a hammer. You're using which is the tool you would be using? What are you trying to accomplish? Uh, brain surgery. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying to adjust the okay. brains of the audience. Even with a scalpel, you're mm-hmm. only going to be cutting the skin. You're still going to need a skull saw to get in there. You're the skull saw. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I, would I think agree. a hammer. I would agree that your voice. Feels like I'm listening to a skull saw. <laughs> Boom. Oh, Andy, if there was a rim shot, it would I'd be playing it right now. We need now. a future rim shot. A rim shot of the future. Mm-hmm. Should I just get a sound effects board going? And then we're just like, I would love turn into a morning show? Uh, I, I would love that. But future sound effects. So it'd be, it wouldn't be like, <laughs> dunk, 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 dunk. it'd be like, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Core, hang on. I was, I was, let me pull up the. Uh, this will be a fun edit point for me. We're gonna need a an open hailing frequencies thing later. By the way, you got that any day of the week, buddy. Let's see. Let's go to. Nice. How about? (laughs) Oh no, that's great. That one. Are these future enough for you, Andy? (laughs) Pretty future. (laughs) And here he is, Jackie the Wacky. uh, uh. Let's beam him in. (laughs) Oh, that's great for guests. Ah, everything Uh, we're doing must have been done a million times on other podcasts, right? (laughs) I if you're on, I heard that though. If you're on D Space Nine, that is what you would hear. Uh, That's for open hailing frequencies. Well, oh. you know, D Space Nine has different. Uh, sure. You know, it's... if you want to, like, say we're in engineering, right? Uh-huh. It would sound a little bit like this. Yeah, right. It's a lot much. It's a lot more like a boiler room. Yeah. Than the Enterprise. But say we're at Helm. Uh huh. Would sound like this. Hmm. Oh, it's so quiet in here. What is D Space? Let's go to tactical. Why does Deep Space Nine need a helm? They don't go anywhere. They're oh no, this is lot. still this is. Oh, it's Enterprise. Yeah, this is the Enterprise. Right, guys, I don't understand it. Why Andy doesn't understand what I'm trying to do here? Please restate command. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I have fun now that I have a soundboard at my disposal. <laughs> He's like Andy. A new man. Yes, we should welcome our latest listeners. Hey guys! Huge surge in audience. Oh, the I numbers. Mean, all of you Nerdist listeners who gave us a chance, thanks. Thank you. And all of you Nerdist listeners who haven't given us a chance, 
Fuck you. Uh, no, I don't. I don't agree with that. I mean, let's really, not say that just, to our new friends. No, I mean, I'm only telling. I'm saying what you told me to say. That, no, don't. You don't, wrote don't, it down. No, on, it's no, right here. Don't, don't. It says Matt says fuck you. Why did I? Andy says I don't want to say that. I don't. Why did I write those scripts out? It's weird that oh, you would Jesus. do this. Don't leave a paper trail, Secunda. Also, you know, you might want to work on your line spacing here. It's all scrunched together. I make my own format. <laughs> Please restate a single question. <laughs> oh, boy. Why are we here? This podcast just got real annoying. Transfer of data is complete. It's so wacky and nerdy. Do they, is that what they say every time data beams to a planet? Uh-huh. Transfer of data is complete. <laughs> I feel really good about that. It's actually better than most data jokes. Oh, guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you're new to the podcast, thank you. Uh, yeah. if you're We're up to old, number nine. Uh, Andy's more concerned with I'm charts. I'm obsessed with the numbers. It's really bothering me. Yeah, I don't he doesn't like, like to hear it. He's don't irritated. Hear it. Don't want to know about it. He's I'm, an old man. I'm not doing this podcast because I want people to listen to it. I'm doing this podcast because I enjoy Star Trek. And I'm doing it to defeat others. Okay. It's <laughs> pretty clear. Uh, more of a Romulan approach to podcast. I feel like you're the wharf of this podcast. I, 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 I wouldn't be I'm taking that. none of your suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> I would embrace that. <laughs> I am. Do you, uh, do you have anything to say to the new listener? Um, you know what? Buckle up, people. <laughs> you are about to. You're in for the slow-talking ride of your life. You're going to need a seatbelt, guys. Like, or a harness like Picard finally gets at the in the deleted scene of Star Trek Nemesis. Harness? Yeah, he gets a, like a four-point harness for the captain's chair. Like a seatbelt? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. That, that was cut. Yeah, it was cut out. Oh, okay, that's why I didn't see that. Well, of course, that's why you didn't see it. Uh, have you... Now, okay, guys. So here's here's where we are. We're in episode, we're episode four, season one, Star Trek: The Next Generation. We are uh, talking about the episode, the last outpost. Star date four one three oh, eight. Oh god, here he goes again. <laughs> Such a fucking nerd, this guy. Four one three eight six point four is the actual star date. Did I say point six? Oh, you sure did. Uh, <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> seventh episode produced um, yet. The fourth one aired. I noticed that. Why? What do you think? It's interesting in a in a in a in a television uh, writer's world, they will sometimes jumble things around and move episodes up, even though they're produced earlier or written earlier. And I wondered why. Is there a reason that you know of? Uh, no, not for this particular out of order airing. I but- bet my instinct is they felt like, oh, you know what? We should discover a new race earlier. Show them it's going to be a little bit more like the old series because we're seeking out new life. Yes. Let's find a new civilization. We haven't Or an old yet. civilization. Right. Or an old well both in this episode. Yeah. This yeah. is really this has everything you ever wanted from a Star Trek. Yeah. Why don't uh, you give them the guys, uh so we're gonna we we talked about last week our new format. We're gonna just give you the synopsis. And today I'm gonna we're gonna go with the Star Trek Companion, Star Trek Next Generation Companion by uh Larry Nemesek. Yeah. I assume that's how you say his last name. Uh Andy had this book. I don't have this book. I've just been buying up books, trying Ugh. to be a good host for you people. I just got the Star Trek Encyclopedia, Volume One and Two, which oh. was as a as a as a as a thirteen year old boy when that first came out. It was my favorite thing to read on the toilet. It's the t- it's really two beautiful. volumes. I do have uh, to say, and 
it's now so the original size of that Andy yeah. was one of those books. So much has happened since 1996 that they've been like, we got to add another book. Yeah. So it's all in there. One of those books is just Star Trek V, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all the details. Uh, so we're talking about The Last Outpost, and I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis from the companion book, guys. History is overshadowed by danger as the Enterprise readies for its first Federation contact with the Ferengi. The super capitalists of the galaxy. Yeah. While chasing one of the vessels to retrieve an outpost stolen T9 energy converter. The chase ends abruptly when both ships find themselves immobilized over an unknown planet, which turns out to be an outpost for the long dead Takan Empire. A joint mission to investigate is arranged, but the Ferengi double cross Riker's team and stun them. Uh, an automated Takan portal guard emerges from his centuries-old sleep and challenges the two sides. The childish Ferengi tire him, but Portal is finally impressed by Riker's wisdom and Federation ethics. And he frees both ships. Yeah. Guys. you When you go into your, uh, your reading of the summary, yeah. it, I feel like I'm being read uh, a book by my mother. Uh, just like a childhood book, you like slow down. Yeah, I think that I just want to enunciate. I want to make sure Andy knows what I'm saying. Uh, it's not for anyone else, right? Okay. What do you think a T9 energy converter does? Um, I have to assume it's some kind of energy conversion system. <laughs> but does it convert energy? Like, is it? I'm wondering if it's like AC to DC, or is it converting what matter into energy? So you think it could just be like an outlet you would bring to Europe with you. Yeah. What I'm wondering is like, oh shit, this is the only thing that plugs into this planet. Uh and we only made one. Oh man, I forgot my T9 energy converter. <laughs> that sounds like a bullshit Star Wars. A hundred percent. My T9 energy converter. But there is what I did find out, uh there is a uh article about it yeah. on the uh, Star Trek Wiki. Oh, interesting. Uh, so let's talk about the. Well, that's T9, not interesting, but we'll T9. see if the explanation is interesting. It's. I guarantee you, All it's right. not. Okay. Uh, hang on. God, I wish I was faster at having everything ready. You know what I'm going to do from now on is load tabs of everything I'm going to need. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, so the T9 energy. <laughs> the only article on the T9 energy converter is as such. In 2364, a Ferengi marauder stole a T9 converter from an unmonitor <laughs> post. The Enterprise D was sent to pursue the ship. I wonder if maybe they were. The Ferengis were saying that they were lying. They were accusing them of nothing. So I wonder if it really was like fake news. <laughs> you, yeah. Maybe they just weren't, they weren't, you know. I just, maybe it was the only T9 converter. And that's why we never heard about that's it. That's why it was so special. Did they ever get and it back? Ferengis. I did wonder that at the end. I feel end. like they I didn't think, get no. it back. Did they? I think they do. I think they mentioned that they do. In exchange for a box of Chinese finger cuffs. Well, I don't think they trade them. They just well, mess around with them the way, same way as the end of Tribbles, where they send the Tribbles over. Yeah. Well, Scotty did that on his own. Oh, did, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun. Guys. Good performance by James Dewey. We're going to talk about the, tr the trouble with Tribbles. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to oh, follow that up only. with the uh, D Space Nine episode, Trials and Tribulations. Um, I believe Tribbles are also appear in Enterprise. Yeah. Guys, I love Tribbles. That's tribbles. what I'm here to talk about. They're the best. So 
Andy, let's dive into this episode here. Our first encounter with the Ferengi. Ferengi. What are your thoughts on the Ferengi? First of all, let me ask you this. As, okay. a, as a novice viewer of Star Trek The Next Generation, yes. what did you know about the Ferengi previous to this episode? I had... Uh, I knew they were they were about in Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember uh, if Voyager delved into the Ferengi that much, but I think they were too far out. Maybe they were in the Delta bit. Quadrant, but they do run across a shuttle with two Ferengi in it right. that had found its way into the Delta Quadrant through a wormhole. I know even from the tiny amount, and I really I think I've only seen the pilot maybe like one other episode of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, uh, I know that the performances got. <laughs> Much more refined from this crazy town, which is portrayal. amazing because it's Quark. Quark is there. Armin right. German is playing. He's, yeah, I thought he was one of the guys. One of the Ferengi. Right. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Did you read that? Uh, I read about this episode for prior to the podcast that they were told to ask. They were the actors were told to act like crazed gerbils. Crazed gerbils. Interesting. I believe that was uh, the. Let's, I mean, let me see. The exact quote from Armin. Because I will say, overall, particularly when they get down to the planet, there is a pallor of Lord of the Rings, which you would not know because you're, for some bizarre reason, not a Lord uh-huh. of the Rings or uh-huh. fantasy fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just saying again, uh-huh. completely weird. Um, and it's like they're making wraith-like sounds that are right out of the Alpaxi version of Lord of the Rings. That Also, Sleestacks, by the way. Sure. They're like hopping around like Gollum. Yeah. It's completely... And then the the weird uh, Holy Grail guy comes out and has some riddles at the end. <laughs> why, why not cast a fucking old actor? It is why, very as opposed to just layer why like unconvincing throw a man makeup on them? in makeup like that. Unless you're telling me that that the the Jacart is that what they're called? Jacart, Jacart, whatever. Those people, the Tecons. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The Jakari Nebula is a different thing oh. entirely. Um, but those guys, unless you're telling me that those guys look like humans with bad makeup <laughs> as a race. <laughs> That's right. That's always what my defense is of them. I think they probably just finished the Ferengi, which is actually, I got to say, pretty pretty impressive makeup. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, man, oh, fuck. we, we do forgot this we got this guy. Just, oh, did they get just an old throw actor? some powder on his face, some c- c- putty and powder. You know, I was watching Goodfellas the other night. And it was funny to me in the scenes where, like, they're older, you know, mm-hmm. Paul Servino's old and De Niro's old, and yeah. their gray hair makeup is terrible. It's true. Like, the technology, gray hair technology, <laughs> it's not has, has really, no, I will say, it's gotten a lot better <laughs> oh, than better. it used to be. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know what was going on back then. Like, you're just painting people's hair. But it, so, nonetheless, this guy, I found it distracting that he wasn't played by an old person. I I agree. I guess we'll get to his his part, but the uh, but no the, with this new format, oh, we're just going to jump all the, to all the hell around. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be confusing. To whom? That's... If you're listening to this and <laughs> you haven't watched the episode, my thought is you're not going to. Uh, my second thought is you don't care. Well, we're having a fl- I would say the flow of our conversation uh-huh. is more important than the flow of the episode's well, I, chronology. I wonder what people's take would be. So, you know. Guys, if you think I'm right, tweet at us. Tweet at, T- at Matt Myra. flow. <laughs> oh, did you have a better one? <laughs> I think, see, by your look of disdain, I'm you just had like a better one. I'm <laughs> so confused by what you're doing right now. Oh, go ahead. You can tweet at us, at Matt Myra, M-A-T-T-M-I-R-A, or at Secunda. S E C U N D A and at Star Trek TNC. 
Yeah. I stumbled over it at Star Trek TNC. And if you feel like, oh, I can only hit one of those up, then by all means, make it Andy. Uh, and use your hashtag. Hashtag conversation flow. <laughs> hashtag chronology. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm going to simplify this. just ensured that no one will be doing what I'm asking them to do. Uh, Here's how you'll do it. Flow yes, flow no. Hashtag flow yes, F-L-O-W. Now this is going to be... Flow yes. This is going to be a hot hot internet conversation. Flow yes means you want the conversation to just go where the wind takes you. You want the conversation to jump around like a crazed gerbil. All I can tell you is... if you're saying flow no, you're telling us you want a rigid guide to this episode or whatever episode we may be talking about of star trek the next generation one of us i will say has read the mail and one of us has not read the mail i refuse to read the mail (laughs) and the mail the people sort of say oh there's different variations of i love the restacking at the beginning because i don't you know it's been a while i might just listen to the episode without re-watching great idea and uh and so they kind of want a little bit more someone even said they would like you at the top to say either watch this episode or don't watch this episode. Oh, I like that. So they know whether it's a good episode or a bad episode. That's a fun idea. I'm going to start that right now. Sure. He as, as I had a feeling you'd respond to the thing that allows you to spout more of your opinions. Well, as a person who loves Star Trek Next Generation, and Andy does not, uh, I would like to say, for the record, I think, watch this episode. If only because of the historical significance of it being the first appearance of the Ferengi. And there's also some fun stuff in it. There's also some fun... I like I like episodes where they don't leave the ship until the third act. Oh, really? Yeah. You like the almost bottle episodes. I do because I always... I think one of the things I responded to most as a kid about Star Trek was the naval quality to it. Sure. I have always enjoyed... I mean, I mean because my dad was in the Army... Uh, but I've always enjoyed uh, hierarchy, structure, uh-huh. uh, command, uh, and officers, and enlisted crew members. I've always found that stuff to be fascinating. I like a, reg- I like a, I like order. Well, it's funny you should say that because we actually have a a, a piece of mail from an ex Navy man, oh. naval, naval officer. Actually, I don't know if he was a naval officer or if he was just a, okay. was a former sailor. I'm going to allow you to read this one. Okay. Because it it goes with our conversation flow. But, this is a flow yes uh-huh. moment. Well, this is what I was going to say is, to me, this is total chaos. <laughs> this is absurd. And I was going to say, hey, hey, Matt, why do you want to do it later? Why do don't you give me the hailing later? frequency sound? Uh, why don't you open hailing frequencies so we can do that now? And then later we'll do it again. And we'll see how, how chaotic and insane <laughs> this podcast has become. Where did it go? I've lost my hailing frequency. You know why? Because you weren't prepared. Because yeah. we're not at that point in the show. We didn't know that that was going to be happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh guys i really messed up here you know what Maybe i think this is gonna I stack we quit. no flow in uh secundus favor i think you're a hundred percent correct right now i've never really felt like andy was right about anything <laughs> until this moment <laughs> i've like lost everything i will say alan tolbert who sent us that piece of uh email is uh, gonna be on the edge of his seat just just wondering uh well you know what i have I hope- to say to that yeah I think the hailing frequencies are open. Okay. Boom. I'm loving the podcast so far, but I thought I'd give you guys a little perspective on one of Andy's common complaints. I'm trying to find the best <laughs> one. I'm trying to find the best one. Hang on. Alan's. That's the one, right? Really? 
I feel like the incoming first message. one was the most sort of grand. Incoming message. Oh, incoming message is not open. We're not open hailing frequencies. Well, hailing frequency is open. Hang on. That's that's for the segment. Here's what we do. Oh. <laughs> you use that one for incoming message, and then when it's time to open hailing frequencies, we'll do the first sound effect. So we're not there yet. Yeah, we're, this is an incoming message. Guys, hang on. I need to. <laughs> could you give me a page from that garbage script right there? <laughs> you mean the Goldbergs? <laughs> uh, neither of us will. Uh, it was. It's It's just scratch it's, paper. It's my episode. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Adam hasn't fixed it yet. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, so we are, what you're saying to me is we're going to go with hailing frequencies open is going to be this. Right. Okay. For and then, when we starting to read the mail. And then we're, we we're, we're being hailed. Yeah. Not that one. A different this one? one? No. no? Was, it, like was it this one? That one. That one or this one? Or this one? That one. Hail I think... People. Everyone should tweet at us. No, and, and describe what you Does thought everyone each sound hate was. What the fuck we're doing right now? Um, the one that started with the half uh, second of beep, and then went to kind of the click. And guys, then... that's the beauty of this podcast, this Star Trek podcast. We don't know what the fuck we're doing, and we're gonna discover it along with each and every one of you. In fact, if I said to someone, listen to the one first, this is the one I'm going to tell them. Listen to this one first. We're really finding our footing here. I feel like I feel like Q is on the bridge, just causing disarray. Oh, it's really a time. So Just being purposeless. Andy, I believe since we're not officially opening hailing frequencies yet, no. we do have an incoming message. Ah, there's an incoming message, Matt. Oh. <laughs> It's from Alan Tolbert, and it's in reference to uh, your your naval riff. Yeah. I'm loving the podcast so far, but I thought I'd give you guys a little perspective on one of Andy's common complaints. <laughs> By the way... <laughs> Do this... we have a sound for Andy's common... <laughs> That's great. Here we go. You should uh... definitely... By the way, if you want to come up with a theme for... <laughs> That's great. That's perfect. <laughs> Andy's common complaints. <laughs> um... That's uh, yes, okay. So what should I have a should I have a a Starfleet like thing that I say when I like captain I have a common complaint. <laughs> um so far at least once in every episode Andy has thought it was odd that someone was doing something mundane in the middle of a crisis. It's true. Um well as a former sailor in the US Navy, I've lived through general quarters which is the real-life equivalent of red alert, situations that lasted excessive amounts of time. In these instances, even high-ranking officers or people of importance were often rotated out in shifts unless specifically needed for the task at hand. So it's feasible to assume in these situations that people conversing or shaving or whatever are simply not on duty at that time. Jordy can't man engineering 24-7, even if Yar got kidnapped. Personally, these little moments add a bit of reality to the show for me. I've always imagined life on the Enterprise is very similar uh, to life on a current naval vessel i agree and that's why i like it so much i uh i have been cowed uh alan i uh i dig it um and i will stop that andy's common complaint oh god andy i, I went as slow i'm as sorry I could. <laughs> uh but he says at the end uh keep up the good work just to give a give a little positive spin there <laughs> i appreciate that all right do you want to do you want to dig in here 
Yeah. Oh, oh, and also to back up your other statement, is that, is that our dig in? in? That's our dig in noise. <laughs> this is definitely annoying. We have everyone. dropped from ninth place down to 48th right there. What I love is that um, if my wife or dog is listening to us, she has no idea that we're reacting to amazing sound effects. Sure. I don't think that would amazing make... sound effects, honey. I don't. I don't think it makes. Her Go back to cooking. She's she has two she that has was... two potholders on each hand, and I think that that is <laughs> so weird. That is to protect. First that, of all, that is to protect her emotionally from hang us. On. Somehow. <laughs> I just want to, for the record. Yeah, I she's actually cooking. Uh-huh. She had two potholders on her hand. I yeah. wasn't being a crazy misogynist yelling. Go back to cooking. <laughs> Do you, have, do you have anything to add, Dory? I'm looking for my instant pot recipe book. Oh. It is underneath the Star Trek companion. <laughs> is that marijuana themed or is that? No, instant pot is a is a pressure cooker. Oh, I see. Oh, cool. Yeah. Pressure cooker, slow cooker, yogurt maker, porridge maker, oh. steamer. <laughs> I would sauteer. like to say this is slowing down the podcast, but I think it's actually speeding it up. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank you, honey. You can hear more of Dory on Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. Cross promotion. Dropping every Sunday night, just like this podcast. Hit the cross promotion sound effect, Matt. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. That was. Is she making something that I can take part in? (laughs) I don't. She's making pot roast, but it might take longer than this podcast. That is the sound of someone. (laughs) No, I don't mind if you cook in there at all. Wait, what are you gonna are you gonna start making noise? No, you can cook. No, it adds color. I just I still feel bad about saying go back to cooking. I just for the record. Did you say go back to cooking? I didn't even register. That's how I much did. part of the the white male hierarchy I am. I did. Dory, I apologize. Yes, I know. Well, who did all the dishes so you'd have a nice clean working space? That's right. I did. I like to clean things. Like Andy's <laughs> filthy fucking computer. <laughs> he did clean my computer before we started. It was really disgusting, guys. I don't know, disgusting is a little bit far. I, we, I, I wish I had the paper towel still, but it's been... It's I been, said that he and I are like the odd couple, except we both look like Oscar Madison. <laughs> that's 100% true. Okay. Uh, so, okay. That's your answer on the navelness. Oh, wait. I had one thing to tack on to that. Go ahead. uh, Which is uh, in agreement with you. The thing, uh, one of the things I really liked about the episode was Picard kind of in battle mode, in naval battle mode. Yeah. And they're like chasing them and they don't know what they're doing. And then they start to fire. And he's like, well, we are chasing them. Back off a bit. You know, just like going into auxiliary. It's really, I really love that stuff. I. That's one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Trek: The Next Generation's, you know, their entire existence through the movies is uh-huh. actually in Nemesis, uh-huh. which is notoriously not a great movie. Yeah. But I do love when the Enterprise is getting ready to battle the uh, Scimitar. It's Just- fucking cool. Because they're pulling phasers out of the like the wall panels are flipping over, their phasers are exposed, they're grabbing phasers, they're getting ready for a real battle. And it's a hoot. And then Picard says, like a thousand other commanders on a thousand other battlefields, I wait for the dawn. Oh nice. I mean, come on. It's amazing. I have one of many shameful uh, nerd admissions. I don't know that I've seen Nemesis. Uh not missing a ton, but you're gonna see it 
in this. I assume so. <laughs> we'll get there in about yeah. four years. I was going to propose, and I don't know if oh, I should do these things Andy, online. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> your wife is cooking in your other room. Andy's um, proposal. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the same as open hailing frequencies. Um, well, I guess that's appropriate. <laughs> I'm opening this particular hailing frequency. Um, I was going to propose maybe we go to a Star Trek movie in between each season. Uh, one, two. There's only four se- uh, movies, though. Well, yeah. Oh, are you saying to Deep like Space going Nine to... Wait. Like at the end of this season, at we the end go, of this season. We so go we're to Star Trek the Motion one. Picture. Then we watch Star Trek the Motion Picture. Maybe. Anyway, that's another thing you guys can vote on. Don't vote. Don't vote. Guys, do you <laughs> it, know clearly, that I, it clearly does nothing. Don't I vote, not, guys. <laughs> I have not personally, I haven't seen Star Trek Beyond. Uh huh. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? I'm ex- I actually haven't seen it either. Welcome to our Star Trek podcast. And that's what we're doing. I don't that's think right. anyone's we're going mad at us. You're going to hear it fresh from Guys, us. Guys, this is a real situation here. This is a real podcast finding its feet. And Here's, I am having a great time. Um, I also, uh, I have enjoyed this part of the podcast, but I also feel self-conscious that we haven't even <laughs> cracked into the episode yet. I don't care. I think there this is our best episode yet. I kind of agree. This so. is the greatest episode yet. Am I? Am I? <laughs> well, the sound effect proves it. <laughs> Just shattering people's <laughs> fucking eardrums. Turn it off! Turn no, it off! Oh no, no, people guys, we're on the bridge. Themselves. This is what it would sound like if we were on the bridge. Oh, that was another question. I yeah, had. go ahead, Should Andy. We, while we're on the bridge, Andy's questions. Should that happen? <laughs> no, we're on the bridge right now. Andy has too many questions. Should we have that through the whole episode? No, no, it'd be too. It'd be irritating. Yeah, I think it'd be irritating, but okay. slightly comforting okay fair enough i mean but if you want to head down to the cargo bay yeah. like we can go there right now so uh this is pretty big space oh jesus look at this thing i can't believe how uh cramped it is in here we're in the jeffrey's tube now Ugh, get out of my way get, i told you i was fixing i was tending to the to the <laughs> hang on I I i'm coughing i better go to sick oh day. jesus here we are oh, god where is this fucking doctor what is she doing? I don't know. I did we make? Did you make an appointment? It was a health crisis. I don't know. She might be on the bridge. You know, she next always to says. <laughs> is that what's happening? Are we the only ones that aren't drunk on this, on this ship? No, I mean, in this episode, she's yeah. at her bridge post, which I feel like she wouldn't be. She'd be in her emergency medical situation. Are you in naked now, right now? No, no, no. In the end of this episode. Oh, the end of this episode. And she's, a, yeah. When the ship well, that is. That was uh, odd. She's there. The only yeah, thing I justified that she's sitting next to him because he's the captain, so he's the most she's important person to keep, keep him going. Right. But it's still weird. Andy, I'm on board. Yeah. That's a great theory. Yeah. Andy's theory. <laughs> nope. Don't have one for that yet. I, actually, we have a theme that we're going to hear. So. No. Yes. <laughs> this episode is a manic person's <laughs> nightmare. Or best friend. Um, um, okay, let let's get into this. Okay, I have a lot of notes, and Me by too. a lot of notes, I don't have that many notes. That's okay. We've, we've taken up about an hour and a half before we even started talking about the episode. Uh, oh, here's a question I had. All if right. anyone at home could answer this, mm-hmm. I find it very odd. Okay. Oh, I'm not hearing a hiss. I'm hearing Dory cooking. No, I think you're also hearing a hiss. I can't like tell her to stop cooking. Not after you told her to get in the k- kitchen. I didn't cook. say that, <laughs> woman. 
God You're like the Ferengi in this episode. You let a woman cook? I was at a birthday party last night for yes. Jamie uh, Fox, not that Jamie Fox. <laughs> that is sad for whoever that other Jamie Fox is. It's Kevin Pollock's fiance. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Kevin. Jamie had a Goodfellas themed birthday party. Oh! And uh, awesome. we had someone there doing all of Henny Youngman's jokes. Oh, my God. That's so brilliant. And it was a hoot. Uh, I just thought of that because of the kitchen joke and Henny Youngman being Henny Youngman. Oh, I see. What's happening right now is she is searing beef. I got to tell you, the smells coming out of that kitchen are amazing. <laughs> didn't really I'm think inviting about myself to dinner. That that would be happening. Uh, so, Wharf. Wharf. Back to Wharf. Yes, the pips. We started back at Wharf. Okay. Lieutenant Junior Grade Wharf, standing next to Tactical on Tactical's right. Okay. That is a position. St- that's stage right? <laughs> Tactical's right, stage left. Stage left. Uh, that is a position that n- is never again occupied. So after Tasha Yar leaves the show. What? What's happening? <laughs> I'm trying not to spoil Tasha Yar. Why would you, you leave the show? She's a major character. Well, you know, she's just coming off the hot success of Pet Cemetery <laughs> when she decided, I have a career in movies now. Well, that seems uh unwise. That's why she returns it almost every season at least once. Sure. Um, so it's not like she's redundant with Worf's character in any way. After Tasha leaves, uh, there is no, there's nobody at that station. Right. I just feel like either the bridge is under there, There's not even a nobody at that station. There's not even a not nobody even there. A, there's uh, not even a, a no face. Nope. That's all Worf's domain. That horseshoe is Worf's. I'm going to call them no faces. Great. I love a no face. Poor Usually people. they're called red shirts, but no face works. I think red shirt is well, different. It's now a gold shirt. I th- well, first of all, there's not red shirts because they're not they don't have red shirts. But also, I th- aren't the red shirts more the people that go down in the old school landing parties? And yeah. Get well, killed? that was the color of security. So security's right. color was was red. Right. Now command is red. Gold is now well, That seems very confusing, and I hadn't quite even put that together. Why wouldn't they leave the, the color the same? I don't know why they did that either. That's very strange. Do you I know mean, why they did that? Right into us. I bet John knows why they did that. John Cooley, who works for Anovos. Oh, ask him. I'm going to text him right now while we're on the podcast. Andy, uh, go to your next point. Okay. So I'm going to go to... Uh, 105, and uh, um, and I should have done this myself, and uh, we'll see the beginning of the uh, uh oh, wait, don't listen to that, <laughs> everything's fine, everything's fine. Okay, here we go. Reduce to impulse power, sensors record fluctuations in the energy readings from a captain. Possibility a malfunction in their engines, sir. Breaks my heart. In visual range, Captain. Fully enlarged. So, uh, oh, I have uh, I have a theory about this. So this will give me an opportunity to uh, play. Where are all the bathrooms at? Let an android have a cat. Is data just pretending to be so dim? No one knows the answers. Least of all him, it's Andy. <laughs> Thank you. That's brilliant. Who that sent that in? Kenny Dixon. Kenny sent Dixon. That to us. You're a really, oh, oh, now we're hearing uh, more songs. Oh, in his oh, this is terrible. Day in the I never thought today'd be Jesus. the day.
I love that. Who's that? Who is that? This is the sugar honey iced tea. <laughs> she sounds great. Uh, texting John. John's replying. We're going to find out very soon. Yeah. Um, okay. Great. Uh, so that's Kenny Dixon's theme. And, you uh, have a theory, I assume. And I have a theory. Now I've forgotten. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so, so Jordy sees the ship. He says, hello, stranger. Yep. And this goes back to... Now, I'm on record as saying that I thought Jordy was a pedophile because uh, he immediately and naked now goes to uh, Wesley, record, yes. gets all hot hot and bothered. I am revising that theory now. Revision. I think Jordy is a mechophile, someone who's uh, sexually attracted to machines. And that is why in naked now he was so hot and bothered in the Wesley scene. I was wrong. It wasn't Wesley he was losing his mind over. It was a tractor device that Wesley made. And... Um, and this is uh, by this episode, he's starting to come to terms with it. Um, and uh, I think he he says something later in the episode too. That's like a crazy thing about a, a machine. What and if? Also, this is why, as you noted in the last episode, yeah. this is the beginning of his relation his, his relationship with data. I think this is what he's struggling with with data. He's attracted to data because he loves machines. Exactly. I. I uh, think that that's an interesting theory. Here's another theory for you. Yeah. Someone, maybe Beverly Crusher, played a funny joke on Jordy mm-hmm. where she programmed his visor to make machines look like sexy ladies. Interesting. <laughs> I like that too. Worst theory ever. No, it's great. Uh, <laughs> so, John says mm-hmm. the colors were changed because. Patrick Stewart looked awful in gold. I buy that. <laughs> uh, that is more of a. I don't know if if uh, if if um, if uh, William Shatner was a was a summer or what color he was, but he looked better in gold than Patrick Stewart would have looked. And we see, you know, Patrick we Stewart's see, probably a little bit more English and pale. We see Shatner in red, you know, in the movies. Oh, that's true. He um, looks okay, and he looks okay. But I think he, he looks a little look, ruddy. He looks better in. He looks, he looks better, better in gold. gold. Yeah. I wonder what my color Which is. Which was green, really. Yeah. It was green? The uniforms were green. Oh, I did. They just showed up on camera gold. Wow. Interesting. Um, ish. Um, so, somewhere in that scene to go to your wharf. By uh, the way, I just want to, for the record, if you want to get the most screen accurate uniform you're ever going to find in your life, uh-huh. go to anopos.com. And. and I want one. You, I think we should both look into getting them. And we should. And we should put them on. This I podcast is not sponsored by them. No. But I do love them so much. They're my favorite booth to visit at Comic-Con every year. I, I believe that. I like to see what's doing, you know? Comic-Con. Can't wait for them to call and have us host the uh, Star Trek Discovery uh, panel. panel. Uh, guys, Please we're going to be there. We're hosting. <laughs> right to Comic-Con. <laughs> I guess I should find the person to pester. Oh, let's get that one guy that's seen everything and that other guy who hasn't. <laughs> but there are, a lot, there are at least a hundred other Star Trek podcasts. You sure we should get these two? <laughs> Terrible idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. So, I want to go to Comic-Con and as an honored guest. As an honored guest. As Admiral Emeritus Andrew Secunda. Someday, buddy. Someday. Uh, okay, so I was going to say, um, oh, I wish I had the uh, <laughs> I wish I had the the um the time code, but uh, Worf says in this scene, um, immobilized by the damn Ferengi. I wrote that down as well. Do you have the time the time code? Uh I do not. Okay. Well, whatever the case, here's my question. 
does Worf already know who they are? It sounds like he's got some beef with them. I think the Ferengis. He, the, the I know Klingons, that they know. I think the Klingons and the Ferengis have had some dealings. But then why are they so in the dark about them? Maybe there's not a, quite an exchange of information act that. So Worf, Worf knows exactly Empire. what they look like. He knows what the which doesn't is. make any sense because oh, Worf I was, wish I could say Worf, all the things I know about that. Worf was adopted at at ten years old or eight years old, uh-huh. so it doesn't make sense that he would have all this knowledge. Interesting. Oh, unless I guess in school, maybe I don't know. I'm not going to think about it. It's going to okay. make it worse. So, did you at all want to discuss the Yankee Trader run? Sure. Because I found that to be uh, insane, <laughs> uh, poorly placed, uh-huh. um, terribly written, and uh, delightful. Just generally, <laughs> my favorite moment of the show. Uh, ladies, very and involved. Let me bounce back here, and here we go. We're gonna jump to the if you want to watch this, the six minute mark. Why aren't they answering? A forge. Sir? Get me a full report from engineering. Aye, sir. It's impossible they could be draining all power from all systems. Counselor. I'm sensing nothing from them, sir. 650. Which could mean they can shield their thoughts and emotions from others. Are you recording this? Too? Still makes it our move. It's all recorded. Sir, they may know as little about us as we do about them. Have Except that they know that they've yeah. got us. Deep they don't know what they're thinking. With that knowledge. They asked Troy. Do you have any information touching this on any? Okay, so here's the part I was talking about, and it's at. Uh, if you want to follow along at home, it's it's at about seven seven minutes dead. Here we go. File. None, sir. Only hearsay and third-hand reports, most of which conflict. Which reports do not conflict? That the Ferengi are. Well, the best description may be traitors. What kind of traitors? A comparison modern scholars have drawn from Earth history likens the Ferengi to the ocean-going Yankee traders of 18th and 19th century America, sir. From the history of my forebears, Yankee traders. Who, in this case, sailed the galaxy in search of mercantile and territorial opportunity. And are these scholars saying that the Ferengi may not be unlike us? Hardly, sir. I believe the analogy refers to the worst quality of capitalists. The Ferengi are believed to conduct their affairs of commerce on the ancient principle caveat emptor. Let the buyer beware. Yankee traders, I like the sound of that. I don't. Yeah, I hear you. It's it's very. It's also like it's very like. Oh, you know what? We haven't mentioned. I'm American. (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's shoehorn that in. There's a great deal of prideful humanness in the episode, and and later in this episode, they have uh, Picard going into his French thing again with the flag, even though the purpose is. I believe it's right here. Is it right there? I, I, I doubt they so. wear red, white, and blue or look anything like Uncle Sam. Engineering? Join the forge down below in engineering number one. Aye, sir. Without warp capacity, we're just a floating target. Uncle who? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. What primary colors got to do with it? Oh, I understand the illusion. Color. Your chief of security right. just asked, what do bright primary colors have to do with it let's well, segue it's ridiculous it's i mean like when they say ugly bags of mostly water in a later episode um it's it's i just think it's bananas i agree with you 
Um, Would you like to hear him talk about the French flag? Yeah, I do. Representing countries at a time when they competed with each other. Red, white, and blue for the United States. Whereas the French more properly used the same colors in the order, blue, white, and red. And the German nation, red, black, and gold. The Italians, green, white, and red. The British... That's enough data. So we were discussing... He was. He makes his point yeah. that uh, when they competed with each other, what a dark time with the proud colors of the French yeah. flag. Yeah. It's just like what? What happened? And was her primary colors thing just to get to that? I feel like it was like let's establish that she's from an alien world. Let's establish that he's French, as if the name Jean Luc Picard would not uh, do that. Let's establish that William Riker is Alaskan, although they don't do that till a couple episodes later. Well, that he's descended from Yankee traders. He's proudly My descended forebears. from And he does the same thing. He's proudly descended from Yankee traders, and then they use it as a negative comparison for the rest of the scene, which yeah. he agrees with. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was just happy. It's weird. Oh, the other thing is, I will say, there's there's a there's a um, an increasing pattern. Um, and uh, and I, I want it's interesting because it's being the beginning of the series, if uh, Frakes was uh uh, I, which I kind of handed to him, just kind of like he's sort of figuring it out. Like, all right, who is this? Who is this guy? Yeah. In terms of his placement on the ship, but like Data raises the thing, and then he immediately snaps at Data. But we'll sort it out, basically. Sort out the information. It's like he right, does. Yeah. Relax. What information doesn't conflict? <laughs> just dumb robot. <laughs> Like, be cool, man. Um, I mean, we should, I guess, talk about the Ferengi. Well, here was the thing I was going to say. Um, and just because they're, they're, uh, the char- the characterization is so extreme. And, um, and maybe just as a point of discussion, um, you, you know, and I think it's been raised before the question of are they supposed to be space Jews? <laughs> I'm saying this as a as, a, as, as an a Earth Jew, Jew. as an Earth Jew. Um, how, how I wish I was a space Jew. <laughs> I think we um, all wish we were space Jews. <laughs> we're both looking up oh, wistfully. What a time that would be! <laughs> Nothing can stop us. Oh, they don't like us here either. Oh, luckily it's an infinite expanse. Uh, um, sadly, I'm not Jewish. I just married no, one. He's just he's a show Jew. Hello. Um, that, I don't know if that was a show. Well, I guess it could be a show, Jew. Hello, <laughs> Frisco. That's a show, Rip Taylor. It is a Rip Taylor. <laughs> um, so I guess my question is, um, is it is it anti-Semitic? It certainly feels like you can uh, compare not, it. It's, it is and not. And I know they say, yeah. go ahead. I, I, I think it is. it gets more so. Right. I think as the as the portrayal of the Ferengi oh, continues further up to I think up to Deep Space Nine and Quark, I think it is it's kind of crazy. It's kind of like it reminds me of Watto. Well, uh, definitely Watto and Phantom Menace. Yeah, and then I was also thinking the goblins and Gringotts in Harry. Which you if you see you goblins seen and Harry Gringotts <laughs> galore. And the and I would say something that's always struck me. I'm going to references that he will only vaguely know for joke purposes. Uh, the true. dwarves in uh, in Lord of the Rings, you know, hoarding their gold and digging. And for the record, I've big seen, noses and I've short. seen all of Lord of the Rings. Yes, I've seen them all. I haven't seen the Hobbit movies. Uh-huh. Um, well, you, can, you can skip those. But yeah, nothing personal. Peter dwarf. Jackson. Plus, I, I also used to have a dwarf in D and D. I had a dwarf character. 
that, makes that sense. I rolled up. Sure. His name was Atticus. Nice. He was an axe-wielding dwarf. So you did like D&D. You liked, but you don't like fantasy? That's correct. Uh, you're a, you're a, just a man of a million contradictions. I am a wonderful person. <laughs> I did was not making that argument. Anyway, my question <laughs> is... Um, so it's in this, it's in this, you know, science fiction context, yeah. but it's reenacting pretty clearly this, Watto, I would say, is more of a fucking target for anti-Semitism because they also give him the weird triumphant and insult comic dog voice. Um, but. And extremely long nose. They all have the noses. All these, all these creatures that I'm describing have the noses and are short and are money grubbing or hoardy. Um, so they all hit the caricature. So I guess, but I guess it's an interesting question of, well, if it's not, if you're not specifically saying Jews, unlike in Code of Honor, where it's like, we have these African caricatures. Yeah. And they're all going to be played by African Americans. Yeah. So that's more of just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but in this, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's definitely questionable. I mean, I think minimally. It, you know, as a kid when I watched this, I just thought of them as sneaky, conniving aliens. Sure. I didn't think of anything of like that. But I think that's the I think that's that's what science fiction sort of does, right? It sort of makes you 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 don't know that you're being shown something. Do you know what I mean? I, but that, I think, is where the danger comes I in. Am, I'm with you on that. Yeah, you don't know where you're being shown something, and therefore you can address issues that would otherwise be too too much of a hot topic. And that's where the genius of Roddenberry in, in the original series was. In the hot topic. Uh, no. At the mall. <laughs> no, no, that's not until, that's that's not until we're on Enterprise D. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the mall level. Do we ever find out about the mall level? Uh, I don't know if we ever see any Jesus. shops. We do see, we do see at one point in season four, the episode Data's Day, we see Worf and Data shopping for wedding presents for Keiko and Chief O'Brien. I cannot wait to see that. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I've lost my point. It's okay, because I have a huge point. Go ahead. To your point okay. of Jordy LaForge's sexual proclivities. Oh. He gets real excited about the engines uh-huh. and says wooey. Sure. Wooey. Uh-huh. Let's hear it. Okay. Reverse impulse at top warp speed. Well, that's 0.300 milliseconds. There's... Uh, I see where you're going. Ship down, then kick hard into warp nine. Yeah, come back, fight. Woo-wee! Can we do it, Jordy? Ask Jordy, me after it's done, sir. I want a slow reverse engine drop off over five minutes. We'll show him what this baby can do, sir. Give me everything you got, LaForge. Aye, aye, sir. I would be like, uh, sir, you're not the chief engineer yet. That's true. Why are you ordering us around? You're not allowed to be down here, actually. Sir, is it a restricted area? Could you get back to the bridge where you drive the ship? I am a major character, though. I understand that, but no one thought to make you the chief engineer till season two. <laughs> I also love that there's a, that heroic music, and I, at this point, was just like, all right, we're getting into it. Yeah. And then, like, a minute later, it's just like, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird build up. It's like such a like. Did they even try it? Like it's it's it. Yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I I thought 
What do you think about the appearance of the human sickening the Ferengi? <laughs> Uh, oh yes, it's sort of a, it's sort of a, it's fine. It's a fine weird way. It's a weird. Match. The whole thing with the the magnification of them to hide their sizes. Now I will say we are huge. Uh, you know we 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 give her a lot of guff on this program, Counselor Diana Troy. Sure, but I gotta say in this episode, she kind of was like, "Hey, dum dums, what about the planet?" A hundred percent. And I almost uh, that that's actually a valid point because earlier I was going to say let's do they're a like new trying segment. to f- yeah go ahead this is a new segment new segment it's called MVC the most valuable crew member oh I love it the MVC of this episode for me <laughs> is Deanna Troy Deanna Troy you are the MVC uh-huh. uh, as voted on by Matt Myra Andrew Jacunda would you like to nominate anybody else for MVC. I'm going to be bashing Troy a lot, so I'm going to back you up on this. Oh, there you go. Deanna Troy, congratulations as being the first inaugural award winner of the Most Valuable Crew Member Trophy. You will hold the true the trophy until the following week, where you either retain it or give it up to a new crew member. And if you want to uh, come up with a theme song for MVC, <laughs> I, am, I am theme song crazy, even though that last one uh, kind of insults me at the end. The last one was great. That was so good. It was a good one. It, no, was, it was the best theme song I've ever heard. All right, let's not. Uh, you know, I was like, I would prefer a theme I was song like, so said. long, Gary Shandling show theme. <laughs> Hello, Andy's theories. I would like. A, I would like a theme song that uh, kind of get out of here. Cheers. Here's Andy's theories. Jesus. Wow, this is a little. That's how much I love that theme song. You really did. Frazier, gone. I think it was Andy's a great theme. theme song. I would like a theme song that talked about how smart I was at the end. But you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to interfere with the creative process. Uh, um, I got something. Troy, you nine. crushed it. Great job. Good job, Troy. Go ahead, man. You got your own computer now. I don't want to. I don't want to be told. Do you don't that. even have to tell me you have something at. You just do it. All right. That's the beauty of our new technology. Oh wait. Um, see, I already. Oh ruined boy, it. he's a real <laughs> sorry novice at computing. <laughs> I am. Andy, there you go. They're wondering what we're going to do next. I say fight, sir. There's nothing shameful in falling before a superior enemy. And nothing shameful in a strategic retreat either. All systems ready, Captain. <laughs> now, uh, first dwarf denial of the week. Yeah. He, he, so he's, he's arguing. Yes. <laughs> he's arguing. Um, yes, we're going to die. Uh huh. But why don't we fight anyway? Instead of figure out a way to live, that's how far the Klingon ethic goes. I that think, it's like, isn't it better to figure out a way to win later? No, I think that he just thought all was lost, and the Klingons, you got to fight. But I, I could be wrong. But I think they already have discussed the possibility of another plan of action at that point, and then he suggests fight and die. I mean, if you want to get crazy <laughs> specific about it, Andy, yes, Worf wanted to fight and die. I guess I'm just saying uh, this. This backs up my my ongoing. Uh, oh, my common common theory. What was it? Common common complaint. Uh, uh, hang on. Are you telling me that <laughs> currently you have an Andy's complaint? It's a common common complaint. Yes. Oh, sorry. Andy's complaint. Everybody. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. No. I apologize to everyone. Guys, I have a complaint. It's why won't my Andy's complaint button work? Anyway, my common complaint is why do they keep portraying Worf as a dummy? 
Probably because he is. Is he a dummy? Is that that's the question? I mean, it feels like he's kind of a dummy. I, at least I, that's what I'm learning. It feels like they make him. I think they. Just I feel make, like if they and this may be my problem with the Ferengi, if they were presenting, a, like he is the representative of the Klingon race, yeah. on the ship. So he's they're saying essentially all Klingons are dummies. I mean. What have we seen of the Klingons so far in Star Trek lore? We've seen the original series, Star Trek 1, 2, and 3. Uh-huh. We don't like the Klingons. No. I think they're just they're easing us into him. I see. They, say, they, they don't want us to like him too much. We got to learn to like him. We got to learn to love. All right. I'll buy that. We got to learn to be kind. In the right measure. It's <laughs> cool to be kind. Uh... <laughs> Andy, yeah, I want you to know that I finally found that beep again. Okay, for your uh... <laughs> oh Jesus, you were so <laughs> oh God, so loud. Was that what it was? That was it. I thought it was a little no. Oh, this no, is that was Andy's, Andy's complaint. That's Jesus, Andy's complaint. That is so horrible. I'm gonna come up with less complaints. This may stop me finally from complaining in my life. Um, I have another thing. What is your other thing? Let's see. I don't know all the time. Oh, I know Matthew, this is. Paula, you know this area's off limits. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Boys will be boys, Captain. Lieutenant, have you launched a probe? <laughs> the kids are playing. I like that one of them is named Matthew. The other one's Paula. Big, because... big win for young Matt Myra. Probably, I was probably as old as those kids are. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. If uh, not younger. Um, Riker, first of all, Riker knows the name of every kid. Uh, on the ship, or I'm assuming the extrapolation is every person of the maybe, 1,014 people on the maybe ship. Maybe he is in like maybe that. I'm just trying to think of a reason, and I can't think of a reason why he would know their names. Like, I'm wondering if there's like an they're always troublemakers. There's seen crew. We should do oh. like a, a Goonies on the Enterprise. That's our idea. Nobody take it. It's called Rascals. It happens in season five. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, well. There's a transporter accident, and it makes Picard, Ensign Rowe, Guinan, uh, and Keiko children. Who's ki- I won't ask. You're going to spoil something. <laughs> no, uh, Chief O'Brien's wife. Oh. That's not a surprise. It's a spoiler. Now I know Chief O'Brien gets married or is married. If you watched any of Deep Space Nine, you'd know that immediately. I, I didn't watch Deep Space Nine. It's on record. It's part of TNC canon. It's part of the TNC canon. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> anyway, they're playing with also nothing. They like it. One they're, of them it looks like, they're has like with the CD and right. the models of the ship that are on the wall. Right. And then they come in and there are no better toys in the future. That those are the toys. And then to back that up, then in the next moment, um um we'll listen to uh <laughs> I like this display module, by the way, that's on the desk that they don't use again. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, they don't use it. Probably too expensive. They realized, oh, we can't spend it on this little stuff. We have stuff outside the ship. We Maybe that's why on. this episode started as production number seven. But they burned. Oh wait, that doesn't make any sense. They, they burned all their money on that on that conference room table hologram. Well, I was gonna say it makes no sense. But okay, continue. Here's the uh, the data the data Chinese finger trap. Run. Understandable. It has been extinct for six hundred thousand of our. Sounds of our gross. years. <laughs> These 
These planets were once outposts of that empire. Data, what are you doing? Apologies, Captain. I seem to have reached an odd functional impasse. I am, uh, stuck. Then get unstuck and continue with the briefing. Yes, sir. That is what I'm trying to do, sir. A lot of time getting eaten up by this. So Solution much time. <laughs> My hero. <laughs> His fingers. Continue, Commander. Like, you, you know. That was so much. That was so much real estate. So long. <laughs> so much fucking real estate for a television show. For a thing that is completely, to me, like, all right, I know. I'm a nitpicker. It's 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 the thing that's been bumping me, but it's just he 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 has the strength of ten men, right? He can't just rip his way out of this thing. At least ten men. I mean, he's stronger than a Vulcan, and a Vulcan has the strength of ten men. He could have ripped it, and he's got the brain of a computer. He can't figure out the engineering of it. It's just for, and it's like, okay, fine. It's a little, it's a little data joke. But then you're like taking like so long. It's a lot more time than needs to be taken up. For this podcast and that episode. Oh, fair enough. I feel like you just slammed me. <laughs> no, I was no, just saying like, we're spending so much Fine. time All listening right. to it. Guys. Just forget it. Put Andy's hurt his feelings. Do that sound effect. Okay. <laughs> Andy's beaming out of here. Andy's vulnerability has been beamed away. <laughs> Andy, you know what? I think that your actual... Where is it? Here it is. Warning. Self-destruct sequence has we're gonna drive people away from this show we sure are um okay do you have anything i'm gonna go to 2210 uh i mean i jump way ahead and i just all i have to say is the ferengi whips are pretty terrible weapons terrible and uh terrible looking very functional they seem to do a great job on immobilizing three crew members very quickly um uh, it's it, there's a lot of issues I have with the laser whips with that whole s- sequence from top to bottom from the moment the away team beams down and um, uh, actually a friend of ours actually suggested I said do you have any suggestions for segments and he said how about a segment called uh, make it so kunda uh-huh I'm listening <laughs> And it's basically me talking about how I would have done the scene. I don't know if this has likes, but um, if you have a if you have a theme song you want to write for "Make It So Kunda," okay. that's another one. Let's just stop with the. <laughs> Come theme on, songs. let them th- everybody send in a theme song. We got to fill up time here. We only we have are filling up plenty of time. We're over an hour already. Episode. Oh Jesus! I'm so sorry to everyone. Anyway, uh, my first thing before we get to the laser whips is uh, is twenty six twenty eight. Um, when Riker beams down. Uh, he's saying he's calling for people. He's on a crazy planet. Are you, are you waking? Nope, to cut this out. <laughs> I think he's going to cut this whole second. Um, He's calling, he's calling. Then he, they got another shot where he's walking literally within 20 feet of Data. And he calls again. Data? 
very loud. Have you ever tried to talk to your Alexa when it's playing music at And he looks over, and Data is just examining this crystal on the planet. I think Data was beamed to the top of that crystal. And then he, but he's clearly engaged with looking at the crystal. Yeah. So he might have been beamed, but the first thing should have been, oh, where's everybody else, right? And then he doesn't know until a scene later that the tricorder wasn't working. That should Transporter. Have been the, no, what? The uh, tricorder. The tricorder is not reading people? Yeah. Oh. He says that uh, next. Yeah. So it should have been the first thing. So my, my fix for that should have been, he should have said data. So data should have yelled from off screen, over here, sir. Then he could have been looking at the thing. Then when he hopped down, he could have said, oh, by the way, the tricorder is not working. Wow. Easy fixes. Easy Andy, fixes, guys. I think you just fixed it. <laughs> Make it so good. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm overplaying my hand. <laughs> um, okay, so the the phasers and the and the whips. Terrible. Um one of the Frangi says, what, what's going on over there? What? No, just, <laughs> ship's operating. Ship's operating as a I think that <laughs> I think that Myra has checked out of this podcast. <laughs> I was doing a little too much talking. Talk about your Ferengi whip. No, I have a note right here. It just says, cut Andy's voice. <laughs> I know that that won't happen because that will take far too much effort on Myra's part to make what all those cuts. What if I had been this entire time just cutting your voice out of the podcast? I would love it. And then repeating everything you said as myself. <laughs> Never happen. Nope. Too much work. Um, so the Frank, you say, if he moves, kill him, which I wonder if that's a reference to the Wild Bunch, Peck and Paw's Wild Bunch. Oh, they say, maybe. If they move, kill him. Could be. This is called the last outpost. outpost. Wow. All right. I'm done. Talk oh, that was good. Words. That was good. That was a good bit of maybe. This is so patronizing. Oh, boy. There's no way around this right now, guys. Beam my feelings out again. <laughs> Beaming? Uh, Andy, I don't know how to get your feelings out of here. <laughs> you gotta get those feelings out of there. Wrong show. Would you like to be beamed out of that show? So comforting. Ah, uh, the original series. Wow. Really took a long time, didn't it? Voyagers. Oh, I knew it was more familiar to me. It, that was familiar to you? I loved Voyager. I don't know if this has come up on the podcast yet. No. Why did you love Voyager? Jerry Ryan. <laughs> well, I mean, I get it. Jerry's great. I do. I need. I need a a woman to focus on that I like. That and her character was so great. Janeway so was great doing it for it. you. No, I love I think Janeway. Janeway's too. like the best captain. I got a oh, weird. I was about to say. I She's think a Janeway faceted captain. I mean, I haven't. Fair enough. In fairness, I haven't seen. Um, I haven't seen Cisco or enough of Cisco. Well, it's or, like uh, here's how I roll Picard. with this. If I was going into battle, I'd want Cisco. Really? Yeah. And if I was on a diplomatic mission, hundred percent Picard. Picard. Yeah. If I had to be in a situation where both of those things might be needed at any second, Janeway, it's Janeway, no 100%. question. Janeway, to me, with without without a reservation, yeah. is the most badass captain of all of them. Well, I mean, I think you're saying that having seen like Scorpion one and two, and like, <laughs> I mean, where she's like the last fucking person standing on that ship, and I mean, she's awesome. She's so but I think good. Just, like they wrote her so 
they wrote her so multifaceted, more yeah. so than any other captain. Well, but also, I don't remember the name of the episode, and I'll probably be spoiling it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't even want to spoil it. But there's one episode where it's just basically like they're facing some aliens. The aliens are messing with them the whole time. And then at the end, it's like the only way to save us is to put us all in danger for our freedom. <laughs> and I just I just love that it make you, so much. Did that make you feel like a comforted triple? Uh, <laughs> Janeway is the best, without question. Let's see what Q has to say about it. I don't know. Is that often he arrives? Bonjour, Andy. I'm Q. Hello, dum-dums. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagine whenever Q arrives. Um... And then, yeah, uh, not, I mean, okay, so let's just talk about the story. I liked it. I liked the, I liked the last outpost. I liked the fact that there was a civilization that had been extinct. Okay. And that there is this, still this relic of the civilization that was still functioning. Sure. I really enjoyed that. I love see, that kind of a story. See, to me, story. that was a little too reminiscent of so many original series episodes. Uh huh. That I kind of it didn't. It felt like it was a little like well, like you know because it starts by the way with a balance of terror like episode where where Kirk faced the Romulans for the first time in the original yeah, series sort of and it's them playing cat episode, and mouse yeah. and I love that. That's yep. amazing. Yep. For all the naval stuff and the the fighting and the you know uh, the the cat and mouse, but the uh, so I like that with the Ferengi. And then they beam down to the planet, and the Frankie were almost completely ineffectual immediately. Yeah. And it's sort of like, oh, the Frankie are being so obvious in in their manipulations of the Guardian guy. Uh-huh. How are they going to get out of this? Oh, the Guardian can read their minds, and he knows that they're being obvious. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, yeah. so? <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. I enjoy that kind of a thing. Like that's why I like the episode Relics a lot because of the Dyson Sphere. It's like a dead civilization. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think of other civilization episodes. I Booby like that Trap. Aspect. Booby I Trap is a great episode. You'll hear, you'll see in season three. It's one of my fa- actually one of my favorite episodes. I do like that the the Decon Empire stuff, and it's this dead. If you ever like, that like to hear my top ten episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation, someday I'll give them all to you. Oh, I'm sure that'll be a great episode. Um, I hope you weren't suggesting you're do that all, somewhere other than this. They're podcast. all my favorites. I think I'd like to do it on James Bond. Maybe. Oh, Jesus. Or you, you know what? I'm G- gonna do it on Talk Salad and Screenplays. I'm like uh I'm like a person in your harem of, of podcasting. You are. You're one of uh I like to I am not your first one. No, you're not much. my first one. Do. You can be my third one. Oh, I'm the Hagan. I think that was his name. It's the guy who gets his ass kicked in that episode. No, you're the times. guy that gets the spike thrown at him. That's I'm the guy in the <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> Poor dude. Um, yeah, but I did like. I, I have a part that. on Next Generation. What do you do, sweetie? I go in. Uh-huh. And I haven't read the script yet. Let me take a look. Oh, what's oh oh? I don't I don't have any lines. I just I sit there and I look. I look at the. The weapon that they've thrown out, and then I just die. <laughs> oh no, that seems <laughs> bad. But maybe, maybe it'll maybe it'll be a breakout role. Maybe they'll maybe they'll bring me back. They inexplicably bring someone else back at the end of the episode. Making <laughs> <laughs> your death. I think I might come back. It might be recurring, honey. <laughs> um, uh, before we go into the wrap ups. Oh, oh, it tastes like gold. <laughs> Hang on a sec. I want to. Oh, we know. 
It does taste like gold because it is. And I would like to know if you know why it tastes like gold. What do you mean? I mean, why is it? It's nothing compared to what our captain will do when he finds out you've broken our landing party agreement. What part of the agreement? You appeared and attacked us. Commander William right. I have the wrong time. <laughs> Whatever the case, uh, he licks the thing. He, yeah. he steals the thing. So is there a... And then the, later the Ferengi kind of accuse them and say, you guys... Um, they wear gold. You guys are adorn yourselves in gold. I got to kind of agree with them. Why are the communicators gold? There must be some technical reason. And I looked it up and could find no explanation. Uh, it's also not a precious metal in that time. Because of the fact that there are asteroids that are composed entirely of gold. I see. So it's really not as showy. No, I think it's just a... But if that is true, then why are the Ferengi so impressed by it? I think maybe maybe those asteroids that are full of gold are very localized to the Terran system. Interesting. That's my theory. I know I don't have a fucking theme song. I got <laughs> theories, too. Um, all right. I have one more. One more little Andy has one more clip, and that is this completely weird conversation. All right. All right, let's just calm down, everybody. Where's Wesley? He's in our quarters. I was tempted to give him a sedative. You shouldn't. I know, but he's my son. I love him. He has the right to meet death awake. Is that a male perspective? Rubbish. So. Rubbish. A. Rubbish. 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 Why? Uh, I don't. It, Picard's just giving up? <laughs> Is that what's happening? It's just. No, he's not. What's, and that's why he's like in that no, conversation. That's what he's telling her. He's like, don't sedate your son. Let him face death Let him awake. Face death. But that's if they're going up. to die, then let him face death. Yeah, he's giving up. He's saying that we're going to die. He's not saying we're going to die. Kirk he's saying never would have said die. we're going to die. Ugh. He doesn't like to lose. Kirk. Not my favorite. Janeway wouldn't, wouldn't have said that either. Janeway never would have said, all right, well, let's all just try and die with dignity. The ship had no foul power. Uh-huh. They, they, they were literally out of options. I don't know. What was their option? You know what? Wait they it never, out. Maybe the crew will do something on the surface. They never. Well, that's kind of what they decided in the end. Like, well, hopefully they'll work it out on the surface because they can't do anything. Their power reserves are being drained. I I mark this stuck. off. To they this should being, all be killing themselves. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you think should. They were actually foolish to have not killed themselves, well, so they didn't freeze. I mean, to it's death. a lovely way to go. I think freezing. He slows everything down. You sort of just fall asleep. Um, so I get it, but like there was nothing for them to do, Andy. And then the second thing is, um, that she's going to give her son a sedative to avoid the facing the freezing. It's just such a weird conversation. Well, then he'd be asleep and he wouldn't know. I know, but (sighs) it's a concept you have to face when you choose to bring your family aboard a starship. I don't know. That's man. how I feel. I I really I really feel like Picard, and I would argue that from the little I know, Picard, even in the later episodes, mm-hmm. would never have said that. But uh, you you're more informed than I am, so 
I didn't find it all. I found it to be an interesting conversation. I like the idea of addressing, okay, this is a situation where we really are going to die. Uh, like in, uh, you know, Toy Story 3, like uh, where the, they're all about to go into the fire. Mm-hmm. That's such a crazy moment in the fucking Pixar movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's crazy. I like it. <laughs> anyway, this is that moment. They are all the toys. Uh, and I really like that. It's like, oh, they really do have to face death. And yeah. As you know, but. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I don't I don't like accepting it. Doesn't feel, seem like the Starfleet way to me. And they shamelessly clothe their females, inviting others to unclothe them, the very depth of perversion. Pause off, Ferengi. No female human or Ferengi can order Mordak around. I wish you guys could see the... The, uh, oh, they have. It's yeah. It's it's at the that's at around thirty eight twenty. The because the only thing I thought after after he like waves his arms around is what an eccentric performance. What is, well, like, he's jumping around like a gerbil, like a crazed so gerbil, crazy. Like they were told to do. Yeah. Well, Andy. Yeah. That's the last outpost. It is. Uh, the crew solves the problem by befriending a benevolent man who who asks them a riddle, who reads all their. Minds and on a, a riddle that he knows that they know the answer to. Yes, because <laughs> he's read <laughs> and their they mind. Prove their human superiority by yeah. not fighting. By the way, also they they never pull out their phasers, even though they're on a hostile planet surface, and the Frangies are sort of attacking. Even when they do, eventually, what you're hearing is the venting of the Instapot. Is that what's happening? Yeah, Sounds honey, little... you're venting plasma. <laughs> You're venting plasma. You let your woman vent plasma? Use the Instapot? Yeah. <laughs> Shameless. I know. I know. It's a pot and it's instant. It's an Instapot. Is it for coffee? What is it? I am going to have oh, to, like, really, we're going to have to fucking pause because this is a very annoying sound. Guys, we're back. We had, uh, we paused while the Instapot was venting plasma into space We're having uh, real it was technical very problem. loud and i said you know what we'll just hold off i think it added and color. now here we are guys so happy that you could be with us so happy that it is time for andy to tell us how many andy's he gives the last outpost well you got uh, some of the name <laughs> Secunda on the bridge. Now hear this. <laughs> Andy's rating tonight's episode. <laughs> um, it introduces the Ferengi. Yep. I, I appreciate that they're going for, you know, building a, a new interesting race. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the effects. Yep. Um, um, and uh, it's a lot of weird slowness and, and stuff like that. I, I, don't, I don't like the characterization, or at least how it's played out. Yeah, Frankie, and there's a lot of there's a lot of strange things like the Chinese finger trap. All that being said, uh, I would give it five Andes. Five Andes, too high. That is too high by one because I'm giving this episode four Andes. <laughs> I always love your outrage. <laughs> your outrage just before you give give one numerical <laughs> difference from me. We have spoken. <laughs> 
Um, do you want to open hailing, fre- hailing frequencies, my friend? Let me just hit this button. That's us being critical. <laughs> uh, guys, it's time for mail. We're going to open hailing frequencies, which would be... No, no, that's, that's Andy's, not it, guys. Andy's common complaints. <sighs> guys, this is really what I wanted to hit. Now, are they hearing it as loud as I am? Because it's very glaring. They are. All right. Well, maybe we should lower Well, it's all normalized all so right. that we're all sort of at the same level. But I can turn down a bit. Sure. Okay. Uh, first, first one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. First one. <laughs> There we go. Yes, I, I apologize for bringing up the sound effects, folks. Adam Chapman uh, writes, Hi, Matt and Andrew. What about a segment focusing on new technologies as they are introduced in the Star Trek canon? Ooh, like also, that. focusing on the technological MacGuffins that arise throughout the season of the show. Seasons of the show. A periodic segment could also be to chronicle the expanding list of superpowers, as Matt put it, that Jordy exhibits thanks to the visor. Loving the show, Adam. Oh, also, he had a PS of uh, something I just learned earlier today is that the word Ferengi is Arabic for Westerner. Whoa. Interesting. I didn't know that either. Um, here was my suggestion. Yeah. Um, just so we don't have to do the work. Andy's suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, please tweet us as you see an episode coming up for the next week about the technology. I think that Adam has a very good suggestion there. And uh, I like it. I mean, this episode, it would have been probably us discussing the Ferengi whip. Yeah. New technology introduced in this series. Which is never seen again. I, it's seen one I more understand. time. One more time, I see. Yeah, in an action figure. Oh, right. <laughs> I meant in the show. Um, it's the... so... Also, Tasha shows up with the phaser, and they are immediately like, ah, phaser, and they drop their whips. And it's like, well, why did you come down to the planet with these freaking laser whips? <laughs> um... Uh, the other new technology would have been the table, the conference table, uh, uh, the hologram, 3D hologram display. That they later decide it's not worth Too it. Too much money. Too much money. Um, Eric Gillespie, G- Gillespie. Hang on. Sorry. Go. Eric Gillespie writes. Uh, <laughs> this is mainly. I just thought it was funny for the uh, for the subject heading. This is actually enjoyable. Period. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I'll keep this short and sweet. Great chemistry, great show, great memories. Are you guys going to be sued for using the clips? I wonder that myself. We're critically talking about them now. Aha. Tough luck, Paramount. Yes. Come at dung. us. Plus, um, it's not like anyone's going to ever listen to the show and go, well, now I don't have to watch anything ever. <laughs> I've heard and seen it all. Um. All right, and then there were uh, there were a couple of uh, uh, tweets at us. One from uh, Darkwing <laughs> David, and there was one more person. And I apologize; I'm disorganized. I don't remember where you're. That's me making a mistake. That's the sound effect for me making a mistake. Uh, and they harassed you because uh, Captain Archer's dog is is, is not a it's is not, not a hound dog. Hound dog. It's, it's a beagle. Beagle. And he are you telling me that beagles are not from the hound family? Uh, no. Well, I don't I actually don't know. Is that they're what you're both me? canines. I don't think that they're <laughs> they're both canines, ladies and gentlemen. Andy's obvious section corner point. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, uh, I once went to. Uh... Uh, hang on. <clears throat> Let me just read. Small, compact, and hardy beagles are active companions for kids and adults alike. Canines in this dog breeds are merry and fun-loving, but being hounds, 
They can also be stubborn. Oh. Beagles are hounds. That is Matt Myra firing a photon torpedo at your face. Wow. Auto-destruct sequence armed. You really shut you down on that one. It's okay, guys. It's ridiculous. I get it. I get it. Not a like. It's not a bloodhound. That, that's a, what I'd call a counter nitpick. It's a hound family. Yeah. Um. Interesting side story. Also about a beagle. I once picked at the Westminster Dog Show, the winner in advance. Just in that saw the huge group of of dogs, and I said, uh, I think it was Uno. Was this like two thousand and eight? Wow, I remember that Westminster, and I uh, and I just saw I went I saw it and I said that one's gonna win and I was mocked by everyone with me. Were you at the show? I was at the show. Oh my god! I was you mocked by everyone with me. I that. should have. And uh, and they said, "Why? How would you know? You don't know anything about dogs." I said, "Because that's the beagliest beagle. beagle. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you be. have to be. <laughs> he could not be any more beagle. You have to be the most of that breed. Yeah. And that dog went on to be Porthos. No, he didn't." Um, Could have been. been, though. Um, And then we got, hello, Matt and Andy. I've been looking for an excuse to rewatch TNG, and TNC has answered the call. Yay! I suggest uh, ranking the shows to correspond with Starship classes. I can read them off if you think I should. What does it start with? Constitution? Constellation. Constellation class, sure. Constitution. Yeah. Defiant. Yeah. Excelsior. Yeah. Ambassador. Yeah. Galaxy. Yeah. Sovereign, yep. Renaissance. What is the Renaissance class? I don't, I don't even know. know that. Look it up. Although I'd put Defiant way higher. Odyssey and then NX. I, and I don't see Oberth on there. I guess that's probably for when it's a total washout. <laughs> uh, Galaxy okay. class is 7th out of 10. 7 out of 10. I get that. So this would be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. That would be a Galaxy class episode for me and a Sovereign class for Matt. There you go. Bye. By um by who's what's his name, um Cass. Wait, the Renaissance class looks like a squashed down enterprise. It looks the squashed down ambassador class. Okay, that's how I feel about that. You want? Would you like to take a look at her? Sure. That's what she looks like. Oh, it does. It's it looks squashed. a little bit. It's a, it's a little bit like Voyager. Class. It's an ambassador for Voyager on the left, for Enterprise on the top. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a starship mullet. <laughs> if you want us to squeeze together two ships and figure out what they look like, just send your ships my way. <laughs> um, you know, I, I could dig into more uh, letters, but uh, I feel like we've already blabbed. blabbed no, I enough. think we did a great job. Is that is that our time? That's our time. That was from, by the way, Chris Casimiro, who sent us that uh, that uh, uh, listing that. Um, constellation and such so forth starship class ranking system and um if you uh if you want me to not say your full name uh please specify in the email otherwise we bear no responsibility that's a great point for your for the trolls that attack you so many trolls are coming after these people who love star trek yeah left and right troll 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 i will say as a as a last uh, sort of thought um uh-huh. with all the doings in in our in our troubled country yep um i'm really glad that we're watching next generation yeah, it really brings everything back to... I mean, this is what I grew up on. This is what I thought the world would be. It's a bright future that Roddenberry painted for us. Yeah. It's a world where everyone's welcome and uh, accepted. And if it's not that world, then what the fuck are we doing, guys? Even space Jews. 
let's all let's all just be cool to each other. That's what Captain Picard probably saying in those exact words. Folks, disengage. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very that was a terrible. With... <laughs> all right, uh, Andy, I think we're done here. I already did my disengage sign off. <laughs> Should I stop doing that? No, what we're gonna do is uh, <laughs> two to beam up. Uh-oh. That sounded like a beam down. Hang on. Two to beam down. Beam up is a more appropriate end. Well, I'm going to find one. Hang on. That's it. Take care, folks. Ooh, I like that one. out. There's someone who's about to go to work, sitting in their car, just going, oh, just wrap it up. I've got to get out of this car. <laughs> oh. Bye. <laughs> that would be great if inside a transporter beam you could kind of wave. <laughs> You'll see. Spoiler alert. Oh, great. It's called The Realm of Fear. Wow. It's a favorite of mine. Barkley's in it. Of course. Bye, everyone.